Good morning, podcast, and welcome to a new episode on the Piatti Lambert Show. I hope you're having an amazing day and that you're ready for yet another great episode. Today, my guest is Sam Newton. Let me tell you how I found out about Sam before telling you who Sam is. I was scrolling on Instagram and one of my friends sent me a video of someone rapping on some camera talk and I was like, oh, that's really funny. And it reminded me that I had seen something similar and then I went to his profile and I discovered that not only he had made a rap video about camera bands, but he also had made funny videos about Lightroom presets. And that's when I thought, ooh, I need to have Sam on the podcast because not only his videos look amazing, but they're also funny. And That's when I discovered that Sam doesn't do only that. Sam is actually a travel videographer, very serious one, professional one, that works with brands from all around the world. And on top of that, on his personal creative side, he makes funny videos, also more serious videos, but he loves to share those different sides of his personality online. And that's what I really appreciated because us as human beings, we don't have only one side. We don't create only one type of things. And I thought it would be interesting to have Sam and, and kind of have him share share his point of view on all that. He is also good at rapping. So we have travel videography, rapping, editing, uh, and business I discovered further down the line. So wow, it's gonna be a really wide ranging conversation around creativity, around business, around getting started, and most importantly around kind of finding your unique voice and, and really honing into it and how you can go further with your own craft and the different things that you love in life. I know it sounds like a lot in what I just said in my intro, but trust me, you're gonna love that conversation. It's not only funny, it's also packed with gems. So if you're ready, everyone, let's welcome Sam to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast, Sam. Hey, thank you so much for having me. It's a real pleasure and I'm, I'm really pumped about, about this because um, I discovered your work like I was just telling you through um, for lately through your rap video. Uh, and before that, <laughs> I'm 100% sure I've seen some of your comic video where you were, I think it was making fun of presets uh, and influencers. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure I saw that uh, a while back and I, it just never clicked. I was like, oh, that's cool, you know, and then continuing to scroll down the infinite uh, social media world. Yeah, uh, my, my funny stuff is, seems to be the stuff that kind of spreads around a little bit quicker. So uh, <laughs> that's how most people end up finding, uh, finding my, my videos. Well, th that's where it's so interesting. So I'll, I'll link everything in the show notes. Uh, but your funny stuff is really well done. So it's the funny stuff that takes a lot of work. Yeah, uh, I, my kind of style of humor, I guess, is... Uh, kind of taking one joke and stretching it like <laughs> making making people watch a video and be like holy crap he spent way too much uh effort on putting together this video or this one joke <laughs> so uh that's kind of my style of humor kind of like when family guy they tell one joke and they extend it for like five minutes and to the point where it's almost not funny anymore but then it just kind of pushes again that's uh Yeah, I really like that kind of stupid humor and uh, it seems like other people are starting to connect with it a little bit. Yeah, it seems like it for sure. I mean, one of uh, which one you travel influencer video has like almost a million or like 900K, something like that. Yeah, that was that was the first one to ever really uh, pop off for me, I guess. And uh, I saw all the views that my year videos were getting and uh, I was... You know, I didn't want to make something so cliche or so I thought. And I was like, well, what if I kind of make one that makes fun of these My Year videos? And uh, I, I made it and 
it blew up and it's kind of funny because a lot of people don't even get the nuanced jokes because my jokes are so subtle in there uh and like i open the video and in the first like uh 20 seconds i talk about how i have traveling money and women and how i have it all and a lot of people like dislike it or click away because they don't realize that it's a joke yeah. but uh yeah again that's kind of my humor i like it very subtle and nuanced in a world full of instagram comedy that needs like crying laughing emojis in your face all the time for you to get that it's something's funny i kind of like a <laughs> subtle humor where half the people leave the room thinking that definitely was a joke and the other half are like what <laughs> what was that <laughs> what just happened i'm, I'm confused exactly. like it looked really beautiful <laughs> but there were parts i don't get it it was just like strange the guy was licking yeah, the yeah. sand i don't get it <laughs> And to me, that's what makes it funnier is that the videos are actually good. Yeah. And I feel like with comedy in general, people tend to not necessarily have high quality stuff and they just like need to make it funny mm -hmm. or they need to make it like loud and in your face in order for people to know that it's supposed to be funny. My videos aren't necessarily like that. And, you know, it, it, it takes a... It takes a very specific type of humor, um, but uh, that's just who I am, and it seems to it seems to have worked. Yeah, well, it definitely works, and uh, uh, I like subtle sarcasm, so it definitely hit yeah. home run on on many of those clips. And that's what I was thinking. Like creatively speaking, like if you want to make a good Meyer video, you need to spend a lot of time. But if you want to make it funny, you need to be able to do a good Meyer video or like good recap video, and then you need to be able to twe tweak it. So that it becomes funny. And I think that's actually harder uh, than the actual original video. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I've never been big into like transitions and fast effects and uh, like flashy videos for like, because I, I have two kind of brands to myself. I have my funny videos, which is what everybody mm -hmm. seems to find me. Uh, and then what's cool is they find me through the funny stuff, which is goes more viral and spreads a lot easier. And then they're like, they go to my YouTube page and they're like, oh, wow, he actually has, he, he's a real creator. He actually has different films that uh, mean something to him and that aren't just all jokes. And so kind of, kind of building on those two brands, uh, uh, the funny videos kind of lead into to the, the serious videos, which is nice. Yeah, it's a nice entry, uh, entry point for your content. Um, yeah, exactly. And I, I did wonder, you know, looking at your videos and I was like, is this one funny because this one looks serious <laughs> <laughs> and i struggle with that too because a lot of people will come to my page and you know especially because like i want to be a serious creator at uh, you know at times and a lot of people are kind of like they'll watch one of my like i did a, a video with my grandma where I'd sit down and mm -hmm. she i interviewed her and uh i used that voiceover and looped it over some of my favorite moments and and some people they'll come and they'll be like wow this is so genuine and heartfelt i didn't know you could make videos like this because the whole time you're sitting there expecting sam to be uh uh make an ass of himself and drop some kind of joke somewhere but uh yeah it, it's kind of difficult i've i've figured out little ways in my youtube to, i think the the easiest way now is i just hop on uh before the video even starts and I, i'm just like hey for a serious video at least i'm like hey guys this is what the video is about uh just to get people in the right yeah. space so to speak um because yeah that is kind of a jarring when uh people especially if you've seen most of my funny stuff yeah. and then you go to watch a serious video i guess you're kind of sitting there waiting for me to mm -hmm. to make a joke and then when it doesn't happen you're like oh shit he actually 
Yeah, he can make serious. It's like stuff, trying to so. watch a Jim Carrey movie, but there's it's never funny, and you're like you're waiting you're waiting the whole movie. You're like, uh. yeah, like a, like Adam Adam Sandler and Uncut Gems when he's just serious the whole time. But you know, for me, I appreciate I appreciate people in uh, the artistic fields that have variety and oh, yeah. show different sides of themselves, and uh, so that's kind of what I really go for. And uh, I think. I think people connect with it pretty well. Yeah, and I think, I mean, it's important for you as a creator for your own sanity because we're, like, yeah. I, I feel like the world likes, the external world likes to put us in a, in one box, you know? It's like, no, no, you, you're in this box. You can't be in two boxes. No, we don't mm -hmm. know how to split it. Um, yeah. But when you're able to, like, spread it out, like you say, and, and be, like, diverse, uh, that's where I, I find we can shine through also as people because uh, otherwise we go crazy in the same thing we do. Yeah, I, I never want to be the funny guy who also makes good videos. I want to be the the high quality filmmaker who is also really funny <laughs> on the side. So uh, I'm trying my best to balance. But like I said, when uh, when most people find me through my funnier videos, um, for those of you who don't know me, my my year video was the first one to blow up, and uh, it has about eight hundred and fifty thousand. And then uh, I do kind of funny raps on the side and they they just blow up on instagram at least and yeah. get thousands of shares and a lot of people find me overnight and then immediately like you said people put you in this box of like oh this guy's a a comedian he's a and that's why i try to have this balance of like i want you guys to know i'm funny i like to have a good time but also you know i i make stuff that that's serious and i make stuff that means something to me and uh try to push my ultimate uh kind of brand or my ultimate um you know the reason i do it all and even the comedy it kind of feeds into my main purpose mm -hmm. is i i kind of want to challenge the status quo especially my niche in particular is like the travel filmmaking yeah. um which blew up with like the jay alvarez's and the sam colders and just like really cool hype videos um and there's no problem with those kind of videos but i think a lot of young people getting into it nowadays are just seeing that and thinking like i need my videos to look like mm -hmm. this in order for me to get into the travel filmmaking industry. And I want to approach it in a different way where if you can tell a good story, if you can, uh, you know, be your true genuine self, it's going to be a long game. It's not going to happen overnight, but you can build an audience and, and that will happen. And I think my, my funny videos kind of call out the, the bullshit, yeah. so to speak in my industry. Um, you know, and, and, uh, people laugh, but at the end of the, it's kind of meta it, at the end of the day, it's funny, but at the end of the day, it also, uh, kind of challenges the status quo of like, Hey, this is the way everybody does it. But, uh, I think, you know, we can maybe do it a different way and we can, uh, uh, not necessarily have to fake who we are in order to, uh, to travel and make good films. Yeah, I'll try so. to mimic someone. Um, yeah, th that brings up Okay, super important question we're going to dig into actually who you truly are, like what, what, <laughs> what has defined you up until now. But before that, uh, just thought came up. Do you think <laughs> crazy transitions or transitions are a crouch, a cr crutch, 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 a crutch, sorry, yeah. my accent, uh, a crutch to, because <laughs> that sounds really funny now, uh, a crutch to actually not plan footage? I mean, they can be. Um, and at the end of the day too, it's like, I never want to shit on any one specific side of the industry because a lot of people get like the reason people get into filmmaking are because of those yeah. trendy transitions yeah. and that's perfectly fine. And that's cool to see more people wanting to create because of that. 
my issue would be then people not like expanding and growing as creators and never like getting out of it um, and and get diving into storyline and diving it. So it definitely can be uh, a crutch where, you know, I think a lot of people, especially in the travel industry, right? A lot of people just go somewhere, film a bunch of cool, dope videos. Yeah. Then they get back and they look at their timeline and they're like, oh, shit. Yeah, exactly. Here comes... I need I need this transition to make this look cool and then then it doesn't become a story of like what you did or where you were and it just becomes a story of like how sick can I make this look and to me that just becomes so hollow Buy my and, transition pack. Uh, <laughs> yeah exactly and and those trends die die fast yeah. you know the videos that last 10 years you know the videos you go back to watch are the videos that really made you feel something and i think a lot of these videos with just transitions and stuff are going to be cool and they're going to work for the time being but they're not going to be something that really connects with people um and again i don't want to like shit on any of the the specific like creators that still use trendy transitions because it can be done well um but again i think you know you just have to be really and, and being intentional is the most a key thing, you know, just asking yourself, is this even necessary? Mm-hmm. Uh, and for what I do, for the most part, I don't really need them. That's so, so you're touching such a great point. Do you need them? Uh, because I was watching, I can't remember, a really good movie. It really struck my mind. <laughs> it was so good. Uh, I was Star Wars. <laughs> well, I did watch the last, the latest that I hadn't seen uh, recently. And then I watched a bunch of things where, I mean, the cinematic was great, but. Um, the, what I remember, what struck me is you barely see those transitions in real movies. You never see them actually, or hardly ever. It's like every time it has to go sci-fi or they're trying to go into a machine, that's when you try, kind of see those. But the rest of the time, you don't really see those transitions. And and I I was in a helicopter the other day. We we were shooting around the city at night. And this morning, I made a like one minute twenty second clip, and I was like damn i wish i planned that but it it, it was like my buddy calls me it's 4 p.m he's like do you want to fly at eight i'm like oh, what okay but <laughs> i had to use a few like maybe like zoom out transition just to change the um, the settings or the how do you, the field of view and stuff but i remember thinking when i was editing this morning i'm like how how much better is it if you can actually plan shots and how they're going to work with each other. And I feel that that's what they do in Hollywood when they do things well. They don't need to rely on something, on artifacts to like <laughs> clip to, uh, to parts together. Oh, yeah. I mean, again, if you're intentional about it. And I think, I think all the best filmmakers, the ones that I really, really enjoy watching, they've mastered the art of a transition through sound. Mm. And I think that's so like underutilized and like... Everyone talks about sound design and how important yeah. it is, but the idea of using sounds as a transition to me was kind of a new concept up until about uh, eight months ago, nine months ago. And then I started really diving into my sound design and then you can literally just have a hard cut, you know, from one clip to another. Um, but if, again, if you intentionally plan what the first clip is, what the mm-hmm. second clip is, and you use the right sound to carry you from the first clip to the second clip, it's so subconscious uh, with the viewer watching, but those transitions are, are so much more effective and so much more powerful to me. And I think if you're watching all of the, the leaders in the industry and you're watching their films and you're like, okay, why did that flow so well? And then you close your eyes and just listen to the whole sequence 
just the way the sound pushes you through it. A lot of times those transitions are, are done without without visually putting on one. So Yeah, so it doesn't distract you from the main story. Um, all right, let's di dig into your story. Tell, tell us a little bit like... <laughs> Uh, what's your your uh, movie volume chapter one? <laughs> it wouldn't be it wouldn't be that exciting of a movie. Um, but my, my year um, zero my in name? recap. <laughs> 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 well, um, yeah, I'm a a five foot nine goofy looking white kid uh, who basically started watching travel videos uh, right after I got out of college, and I didn't really see anybody in the travel industry that that really resonated with me because everyone was so cool and was so beautiful and did did backflips and skydive. Uh, this, you know, early in the game, like 2015, mm -hmm. 2016, when they're starting, when I say early in the game, early in the, like, travel, yeah. you know, YouTube I mean, game. Instagram was barely um, but, <laughs> recognized yeah, exactly. publicly. But every, <laughs> it just felt like everybody was... Did, did cool things and I was like I am not this interesting uh, and that kind of made me self-conscious and kind of backtracking a little bit more uh, in high school I filmed videos with my friends and I filmed like funny rap songs then uh, that was like what we did um, me and my friends we would smoke some weed we'd, we'd uh, make songs and it was just fun yeah. it was a lot of fun and it was just the purest form of art because there was no we didn't feel like we were being judged we didn't had no platform uh then i got to college and i kind of stopped that because i didn't want to be known as the rapper guy i wanted to be known i started falling in love with making videos mm -hmm. i wanted to be known as the videographer um and then once i got out of college i kind of made a name for myself on my campus and uh i was like you know what's the next thing that excites me and it's the travel um i'd never really traveled much and me and my friend we went to europe and we hit up Not even kidding. We send like sent like five thousand emails, um, and we got like two or three companies to actually pay us a little bit of money. And then we got Eurail, the European rail system, and Wombat City Hostel, a hostel chain out there, um, to like sponsor travel and free places to stay. And this was my first. This was no portfolio in the travel space, and I was like, I was not that good at the time. Yeah. But looking back, I was like, holy shit, this is possible. Yeah. Like if I can do this right now with no nothing at all, mm -hmm. um, and it was just all about putting in the right amount of effort because I it was like there were a lot of no's and a lot of rejections, but I, we kept pushing through until we found the right people and getting on the phone with the right people and creating those connections and just basically saying give us a shot. That's all we need. Um, and a lot of people are like no, and that was okay because you know you just gotta yeah. be able to brush that off and keep pushing. But Hilton, at that time, Shangri I was like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We actually worked with the Shangri-La out, out in the Philippines, nice. so it, it, it did, uh, that was like our seventh trip in, but that gives you an idea yeah. of like starting off with like free videos for the European rail system to uh, working on a project with Shangri-La out uh, in Boracay in the Philippines. So it all, it basically clicked in my head. I was like, okay, well, if I can do this with little to no experience, what if I actually gave it a shot? Mm -hmm. um, so that first year... All I did was I would come back home, film some weddings, save some money up, and then go travel again. And then I'd pitch different clients and build up a portfolio and uh, rinse and repeat. And we did that for about uh, – I did that for about three years. And then I met my business partner, Luke, uh, Luke Jackson-Clark, at Watch Luke on Instagram, an incredible guy. And we met in a hostel in Thailand, as every cliche creator 
<laughs> you know, you need your Thailand trip. Uh, but we met at a hostel in Thailand. We really clicked. We had very similar visions about um, wanting to integrate our lives with travel. And uh, we created our, our travel collective, Move to Create, um, which we work on different brand projects all around the world. And that's kind of what's provided me the ability to travel for the past four years now. Um, and then with that, I traveled the world for, yeah, I, we hit... 37 countries in four years, lots nonstop traveling. Uh, and I got back and I never really shared my story mm -hmm. on YouTube or I, you know, I had a okay Instagram following. I had like 13,000 followers or something just through all my travels, but I never really shared my story. I never really shared who I was. And then this to bring the story full circle. Uh, I hadn't really seen anybody in the travel film industry that connected with me. I watched all these yeah. travel films and I was like, no one really no one seems like they're a real person as as shitty as that sounds it's like no one seems like they would have been my friend or like i could just have banter with them and talk shit and have some fun have some laughs everyone was so serious and so cool and so tight and i was like this isn't me and so i made that first kind of funny video and uh i i started my 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 funny content creator niche brand uh getting everybody to film their hand and it's kind of all all kind of snowballed into what it is today, which uh, I'm really proud of. And I, I think a lot of people who follow me, follow me for that purpose, because I, I'd like to think uh, uh, I'm, I'm the same person with the camera on me uh, as I am with it off. And I'm pretty proud of that. That's awesome. I, okay. First question that popped is, uh, and everyone's going to be asking, what did you study in college? <laughs> Ooh, this is always a fun one. I laugh because the technical answer is digital media, Yeah, but I have a heavy caveat. I went to UC Davis, which is a agriculture science school in the middle of nowhere, California, up by Sacramento. And nobody went there for arts. I went there because it's a really good school. It was the best school I got into. And I didn't, I didn't fall in love with videography until my like sophomore year of college. So I didn't even know I was going to be a videographer. Um, but it was a blessing in disguise. Um, my major digital media, I switched into my junior year. There were probably 30 people in the major, not even lying when I say I was better than most of my professors at using a camera. I remember vividly a professor asking, like trying to give us a sample of like using a DSLR in class. And I had to walk up and like walk him through the settings and get it all right. And I was like, this is dumb. However, um, I wouldn't have wanted to do it any other way because that's where I got my entrepreneurial side mm. of uh, videography, which I think is the most underrated aspect of it. You know, there's a lot of people with talent, but how many people can convert that talent into clients and convert that talent into a lifestyle and actually go full time. And that's where a lot of people drop off. And I really learned quickly that I was good at communicating. I was good at the business aspect. And I found that through the fact that nobody at my college, uh, was in my major. So nobody made videos. And so I, kind of created a monopoly. I was the video guy. Um, I made sorority videos uh, and sorority girls are the queens of social media. So they share the shit out of any video you make, uh, which was good for me at the time. One, I was a single 20 year old college <laughs> guy. So every sorority girl on campus knew who I was. I love that. But second, um, you know, they share it. And then other clubs on campus find you and they're like, wow, I need a video. And then uh, then I make a video for a different club on campus. And then it got to a point where like, if you were a club on campus without a Sam Newton video, you know, then you weren't doing it right. So I kind of created this, I was the video guy on campus. And that's again, 
you know, kind of how I built my entrepreneurial side. And um, I wouldn't have wanted to do it any other way um, if I felt like if I went to another like actual videography school, there would have been so much more competition. I wouldn't have been able mm. to like hustle. I wouldn't have been able to push, push myself out of my comfort zone. So, uh, yeah, I, I, uh, so long winded answer. Digital media was my major, but, uh, the major itself had little to no effect. All my learnings were, came from YouTube. All my, everything was self-taught and I just pushed myself. That's awesome. It, it reminds me, um, of the concept of blue ocean and red oceans where um so the concept goes by you'd rather be it's it's the same as the proverb which is that you'd rather be a small fish in a uh, small fish in a big pond versus a big fish in a small pond or actually yeah mm -hmm. it's, it's a contrary you'd rather be the big fish in the small pond yeah, yeah the big <laughs> fish in small pond yeah, yeah. <laughs> um and 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 that's something that i think is really cool because a lot of people are like oh i want to drop a, i don't want to go to college i don't want to do this or that my parents forced me to But what I always say is that if you do go to university or wherever, whether you pay for it or not, uh, that's another question. Leverage what is available. Oh, yeah. Right? And that's what oh, you yeah. did, like, perfectly. You're like, all right, let's leverage and everyone. <laughs> <laughs> It's hilarious, actually, because in my Meyer video, again, I say in that video that I dropped out of college 20 seconds after I say I quit my nine to five job. <laughs> so I thought that was hilarious. I was like, people are totally going to get that. I didn't quit my nine to five job and drop out of college. You can't do both. I thought that was a joke people are going to connect with. Absolutely no one, like few people caught on, but nobody. So I get DMs all the time of like kids being like, I'm also thinking about dropping out of college. And I'm like, I never dropped out of college. I went all four years. I graduated. <laughs> It was a joke. I never actually did. But uh, yeah, again, people always ask like, should I go to college? Should I? I, I'm a big advocate of saying, yes, you should, because, um, it's four years of just no pressure. It's four years of exploring yourself. It's four years. Obviously don't bury yourself in student loans. Yeah. If you don't have to, you know, if you can go to a college, it's a little bit cheaper. If you can do it in a way I went to a, uh, a state college and so it wasn't insanely expensive. I had, you know, probably $25,000 student loans, which I ended up paying off the majority before I even graduated through building my, my business. But yeah, four years of college, it's just like, you don't have pressure and you build these networks of people that hmm. are so incredible and you connect with so many people that just want to make videos with no, no intention other than just creating something, which is so pure and so incredible. Because once you get out of that bubble, once you get into the real life, everyone always asks what's in it for me. You yeah, know? that's true. Oh, I'll help you out, but like, what's in it for me? What what money do you have? What exposure do you have? What in college? It's cool because you're just like, hey, I have this friend in my dorm, and let's fuck around and make a funny video. Let's uh, have some fun with it, and there, it's just this pure uh, artistic expression, which is really cool. And uh, uh, again, there's no one way of doing it. My way was the big fish in the small pond, but obviously, you can go to a film school and connect with so many other creators that that are like-minded and build it that way. It's just all about how you s approach your own individual situation, be as intentional as possible and think, okay, um, how can I make this into something good? Because again, if you use college as four years to just party and uh, have fun, it'll be great, but then it'll be over and you're going to go into a job you hate and just build on the cycle again. So. Yeah, that's that's a good one. I, I feel like it's the same in, I mean, for most arts, photography also, if you're going for it, let's say you're trying to go pursue a professional route, you might lose that pure aspect of just shooting for shooting, which 
I find it so refreshing. Like, when is the last time I do it? I did it. It's like, it's not that often. That's what I realized. You know, it's like, it's, I'm always like, okay, I'm going to shoot a video around, around my next shoot, or I'm going to go shoot mm -hmm. and do this or scout the location. It's very rare that I'm, I'm just out there just, just for fun. I do that with yeah, kids. Yeah, I think but that, yeah, that's what, that, I think that's why I fell back in love with rapping as, uh, Cause it was something I used to do and I used to love. And then I gave it up for like six, seven years. Um, and I think a lot of people listening right now might be laughing. Like who's this guy thinking he's a rapper, but I promise you go to my YouTube. I got some bars. Um, but, uh, that's what, you know, I, I started rapping again and it was just this, again, nobody knew I had, I rapped, nobody knew what I could do. And so it was, there was no pressure. There was no pressure and it was this pure and I would say to a lot of younger creators, you're in an incredible time in your life where you you don't necessarily need to force yourself. People always want to know how they can get big quickly and how they can get followers and how they can. The moment that happens is the moment you have pressure and the moment you have an audience and you, the moment you have expectations. And it's so cool looking back now, you know, if I can go back four years and just go back to traveling with no audience and no expectations and making films just because I was like, this is cool. This is what I loved. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's something that I think a lot of people early on at least take for granted because nowadays, if you don't have the followers or don't have the, uh, you know, that, that base, then you're not considered successful when that's just not even close to the case. That's uh, there's a next uh, Sam Newton video, funny video about having followers very soon. I feel <laughs> 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 you'll know one until you have a follower. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's that's yeah. I I, I also um, uh, share the same feeling where if you could go back and just create without anything at the back of your head or any pressure. Um, that that's pretty cool. It's it's. I think I feel it's something we have to unlearn. You know, over time. Mm -hmm. So can you can you just defining defining success, and that's that's a big thing. Always stepping back and just reminding yourself what what does success mean to you? Because a lot of times, everyone's going through life with other people's definition of mm -hmm. success. And like for me, I'm not a big car guy. I don't care if I have a really cool car. Obviously, if I could whip up in a Porsche that would be great but I have my Subaru Outback and I love it it gets me from point A to point B it allows me to have a little bit nicer of an apartment which allows me to travel more you know and you just have to define what exactly success means to you and if that means you're traveling all the time and having a lot of followers that might be what success means to you but have you really thought about it have you really like asked yourself and I think a lot of people don't really take those approach approaches of just like being intentional and asking yourself what is it why do I want any of this? Why do I, uh, which is such an essential part. And a lot of people will find different answers of what they truly want. Um, and there's a lot of different ways to get there. Do you remember a specific example of uh, maybe a moment you got sidetracked with success or you put in, maybe it was an object or trip or something and, and you're like, this is not for me. Yeah, I, I, it's not necessarily this is not for me, but a big step back was... Um, you know, we went to New Zealand and Australia, the most incredible road trip ever. Um, but I kind of stacked a few clients in there last minute where I was like, yeah, like, this is what I do. I'm a travel videographer. I didn't really think of it. I was like, oh, okay, it's decent pay. Let's go. I threw it in. And then the whole trip, I was just focusing on, okay, let me make sure more, more the, the Australia part, but let me make sure I get these shots for these clients. So we need to get this, we need to get that. And 
I never really like the trip itself was don't get me wrong it was a ton of fun i went out with five of my best friends it was we were just road tripped we ran around in turtlenecks it was a blast but there were a lot of times where i had to ask myself like why you know what was the real reason that i fell in love with traveling in the first place and i've i clung so hard to the idea that i'm a travel videographer so i need to like work with clients and i need to and the past like year and a half of traveling i kind of burnt myself out a little bit because all I was doing was working with clients and I never really traveled just because it's what I really love to do. Um, and ironically enough, I kind of hit a wall creatively and I was like, you know what, I'm going to take this winter off, um, which is the first big chunk of time I've ever took off from traveling. So I did that from December through February. And as everyone (laughs) knows, that was the worst time to ever take travel off. (laughs) Uh, because yeah, I've been, I haven't been able to go anywhere, but yeah, you, you know, you, again, it's just always constantly reflecting. It's just so easy to get caught up in the day to day of just like, this is what I need to do because everyone's doing it. This is what I need to do because, and you listen to, you know, podcasts like this that tell you this is what you have to do. And this is, and that's why I'm a big proponent of like, when I do come on podcasts, I say, this is my story, but it's not the right way to do it. It's not the wrong way to do it. It's just the way I did it. And everyone needs to like take a little bit of pressure off themselves and understand that there's so many different routes. There's not one there's not a one step system that fits everyone. How did the how did that pause affect uh your work? I mean, let, let's go all the way up to the beginning of March and then we can talk about the second new life. I'm joking. But uh <laughs> the world 2.0. Oh, yeah. Overall great. Um it was awesome to just kind of slow down. I every year for my birthday I throw a mini film festival um with all of my friends and we got about 150 people out. It was Uh, one of those really, I guess, emotional times for me where, you know, we live in an internet age where everyone gives you validation via likes and Mm -hmm. uh, Instagram. And it's such an incredible feeling when you post something online. And, you know, I'm not, I can't lie to say it's not a great feeling when you post something online and everyone's just immediately like, this is great. This is awesome. Share, share, share. And you're just sitting there refreshing your phone. Like, wow, I'm the best. I'm so cool. Uh, (laughs) But then that dies after a day, you know, that dies after two days. The cycle is really short and then you're chasing it again. You're like, oh, well, I want that back. I need that validation back. And so the coolest part about me stopping to travel was I threw this film festival to bring people together, to bring my community together. And it was just kind of a overwhelming experience to be like, wow, like I had 80 people like subscribers and Instagram followers, which you know, at the time, I think I had like 40,000 YouTube subscribers and to think 80 people out of 40,000 doesn't really seem like that much. But when I'm sitting there talking to 80 people that showed up, like one dude drove like 11 hours from Arizona to my event and I was like by himself. And I was like, dude, what? So and cool. those are the kind of, those are the kind of moments that make me step back and be like, this is, this is why I do it. Like this real genuine community, the real people behind it, not just those fast likes that fly through. Uh, um, and I definitely want to do more and we planned on doing one for the summer, but <laughs> you know, <laughs> no, I don't know what happened. <laughs> yeah, what's going on? I, I had a baby in, uh, in in November, so I don't know what happened in the war. I've been playing Call of Duty for three months. I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> but it's funny you say you took a pause between what was it October and December? Oh, sorry, December and February. December through February. Yeah, yeah so we got back. I, I kind of took the I same thing, just because we had a baby, and and so from November until until like <laughs> we got to go to Europe in March, 
to see my family. And then, and then ever since I was like, okay, I'm going to go to Polynesia after I'm going to go here and there and there. And I was going to go to Nepal in March. <laughs> and then I'm like, yeah. well, I guess I'm going nowhere. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can relate. How did, how did you adapt? What, uh, what has shifted? How was for you since COVID hit? Uh, I will answer this question after I run to the bathroom real quick. And the sponsor the of the day, the preset pack. <laughs> <laughs> All right, one second. Go. Welcome back. And let's thank our <laughs> second sponsor of the day, Transition Pack Influencer 5.0. <laughs> so we're talking about that little virus thing uh, that kind of uh, kind of is, is having a joke on <laughs> most of humanity right now. And it's like, oh, uh, oh that oh, little, the little insurance thing you hey, you think I'm so small, huh? But look how much mess I make. <laughs> so tell me, tell me more about um, about COVID. How how did what happened for you? Uh, for me, you know, obviously the first when it hit, you know, everyone took it how in their own way, and and for me, it was, you know, I'm a videographer, and as most creatives know, you're just like. Oh, we have to be in our room for two weeks at a time. Easy. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. I have to edit a video like that. You know, as much as I like to show people that I travel all the time, 80% of my life is locked in in front of a laptop editing, uh, trying to convince people I'm always traveling. <laughs> uh, but yeah, when it first happened, when it first happened, I was like, okay, this, you know, it didn't hit me. Obviously, you know, you, you go through ups and downs and there were different times where it I was like, I didn't do anything for a week. And I'm like, what just happened? It all blurred together. But overall, I think I took the re relatively productive approach and I focused a lot on YouTube and I'm like, okay, well, let's, uh, I can't really do much with clients. Um, so let me focus on YouTube. And uh, it was incredible. I think I jumped like 20 something thousand subscribers over quarantine alone. And um, yeah, I worked on a lot of fun projects and uh, it forced me to get out of my comfort zone in terms of like, okay, I obviously can't travel and I identify as a travel videographer. How can I still make travel videos? And, uh, I got unique and I, I played around. I ended up making some music and that, and you know, three months down the line made a music video and that worked out. So, uh, yeah, you know, I, I tried my best, but just like everybody, I mean, it was a shitty time and being completely locked up. Now it's like, I feel like everyone's gotten somewhat used to it yeah. and it's it's like a half lockdown you know especially in america americans you know you can't lock us up you know it's always been half no there's there's always been one half oh in america that was like that's a whole nother topic sorry, that's what? a whole nother topic you don't you don't give us rules to follow all right not americans um but yeah i mean now it's a little bit easier and i'm just kind of keeping eyes on when things do open up but uh overall i think uh uh, I wouldn't say necessarily it was good for me, but it, I, I was able to adapt. Yeah. Well, uh, there's this th saying that there's always something good that comes out of everything, depending on how you decide to take it. Um, and I guess that's also applicable in that case. Now, is it easy in the moment? I don't think so. Is it? But maybe in two years, you'll be like, oh, actually, it was the best thing ever. I would have never done those YouTube things, you know? Yeah, I just feel like for everyone, March, April, and May just blurred together. I was, you know, I'm just like, I don't have... No I don't even know how it's it. August right now. End of August. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> I'm like, I haven't stayed that long in the same place in, in like forever. I'm like, oh, you're telling me. I'm like, oh, I'm yeah, still alive it, and I haven't traveled. 
I mean, for, for us, it's like, it's easy to look back on years and be like, oh, 2017, that's when I did this trip, this trip, this trip. And it makes it very definable. Yeah. And I think for the first time ever, I just have a very similar routine that blends together. So just the past six months, I can't really like put a finger on like what happened. It feels so. like university. Like it's, it's yeah. a block of five years. <laughs> A university without nearly as many friends. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah, that's a, that's a social part that sucks uh, for sure. Um, and, and that's where I kind of want to dig into in terms of like, because you have the, the, your personal brand, let's call it, with, uh, with your YouTube videos, with your Instagram. And then, if I'm correct, you also have an agency creating a lot of content for brands. Yeah, so we define ourselves as a travel collective. Um, it's kind of a blurred line. Essentially, uh, that's where the majority of my money comes yeah. from is uh, travel clients. And when we first started, we realized that not that many people, not that many big brands wanted to give big budgets to singular people. So my first um, company, quote unquote, uh, was Sam Newton Media. Mm -hmm. And it was my first name, my last name. It was my Instagram handle, shameless plug, Sam Newton Media. Uh, but it was that was my uh, my company name. And I realized that a lot of people didn't want to give ten thousand dollars to one guy. Mm -hmm. It didn't feel right on a corporate level. Um, and that's when I was talking about me and my uh, business partner Luke. We connected and we kind of talked about the same issues that we had. He's one hundred percent photography. I'm one hundred percent videography. Um, and we were able to merge our portfolio, give it a name, um, and we, you know, once it was an entity, once it was something big, now all of a sudden we were getting looks from, you know, we would reach out to companies instead of as Sam Newton, I was reaching out as, uh, you know, Move to Create, and uh, it was a much bigger, it, it felt on the corporate side of things like a much bigger company, and so a lot of people would resonate with that a lot more and it was actually pretty funny we had um a girl on our team named Alyssa, incredible human being um and then she stopped working with us after about the first like six months but we kept her email and we would when we'd reach out we'd send emails to companies as Alyssa, uh just no last name just Alyssa with mtc and then they would uh email us back and if they, it was a yes then I would be like okay let me forward it to Sam our founder and I would just forward that same email to myself because I was Alyssa <laughs> and it just again it made it, it made people feel like there were a lot more hands in the pot and uh, call it what you will but it, it worked out and we would still provide an incredible product and an incredible but that allowed us to start landing those much bigger $10,000 $15,000 contracts which were contracts that initially I would only have dreamed of and then now we were able to create like this entity around and now you know all of a sudden companies were much more comfortable with giving move to create fifteen thousand dollars and not just sam newton that, that's a great advice uh that you just gave out there um and i'll bounce on it because i've used it many times also through different mm -hmm. businesses uh having a different email and so if you're small out there listening And you're like, I don't have Alyssa, <laughs> I don't have a Jack, I don't have uh, five people working for me. You just create another email, even if it's just like, <laughs> let's say you're, cu you're, you're customer facing, you just create, for example, uh, what is that? A support, support at whatever your business is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And 
And that really helps put some distance between you and your customer and your products. But also, especially if you're seeking clients, it gives you leverage for negotiation where yeah. suddenly Sam, Alisa is negotiating for Sam and then checks with Sam <laughs> for, <laughs> for the creative side. Yeah, I would just say make sure if it is contact or support, just end it with a name, even yeah. obviously if it's not a real name, because then it, it, it makes it a more human For approach. Sure. And now that we're getting, this is the kind of stuff that really excites me about the creative industry, because not that many people talk about it, but the business aspect of it and like how to make it work, it's that human side is so underrated everything. and so undervalued and people don't talk about it. It's literally every client I've ever had, I've maintained via just being myself. They want a friend. You know, I don't like obviously when I first start Especially my emails, now. you know, yeah, when I first start my emails, they're like, they're cordial, they're professional. But like once that first wall has been broken, I immediately start talking as if I'm just yeah. talking to a friend. You know, I, you know, when I talk to clients, I have every client's phone number and I can just like give them a phone call and then start, start off with being like, yo. Jennifer, what's good? I haven't talked to you in a while. How are things? Like, how are things up here? And then you're making an actual human connection, and it makes working with people so much easier than just like, hi, Jennifer, please see attached version two. Um, I have worked on X, X, and X. And then it's like you're working with a robot, which everyone works with in 2020 anyways. So that human side of things, I can never, never understate how important it is to create a human connection via, you know, that's why when I link up an email the first my first thing i ever want to do is get them off email and onto the phone hmm. and if i can go one step forward further than that and get them off the phone and in person and be like oh actually i i literally landed one of my clients because i said i was going to be in san francisco can we set up a meeting and they said yes and the moment they said yes i bought a flight to san francisco i was not going to be in san francisco whatsoever but i was like hey i'm planning on being in san francisco next week i would love to meet and they were like oh we actually we have some time on wednesday and so i bought a ticket flew in wednesday morning and flew out the next day it was, you know it, and just by going in person it was so invaluable and we went from talking about like a thousand dollar project to talking about like a eight thousand dollar like it eight xed in just one meeting yeah. just by having that human connection and a lot of times in person people will give you information that they would never give you on emails you know they you think about an email and you have time to delete and write in person sometimes they just let things slip sometimes they're just like oh we actually are working on a campaign in a month and we need somebody and you're like that's me i'm here what do we got to do and then you don't step off the brakes and uh, yeah, meeting in person, which is harder now, but phone calls at least just get that human connection. Yeah, it's th this is such a good piece of advice for anyone, and it's not even just a creative aspect. It's for any any industry, like yeah, any business. Oh, yeah. And uh, I remember when we were on the world tour with my wife. Th this is what happened exactly like you. Like we didn't have a following; it was very minimal, etc. I was a photographer, so I knew what I was doing in terms of photos. But just by her being able to reach out to clients or like put, just reach out to people, very targeted, uh, trying to speak to the human behind. We, we landed, I mean, we landed a full weekend in, in different resorts in the Maldives, you know, and, <laughs> and, and we, we did some work with them. We had the blog, etc. But most people would think you would need like 100K or a million or whatever to, to be there. But just if you're professional, if you do a good job and if you're a nice human being, that goes so much further. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, on, on a more psychological level, uh, 
it's a lot harder for people to say no to you in person. Mm. <laughs> a fun little, a fun little snippet for people out there. People will say yes ten, like ten times more often in person than they will over the email because again, companies are often, uh, you know, bureaucratic in in that they need to send it through eight or nine different people. Or if it's an individual, uh, a lot of people will will look at an email and sit and really analyze it and figure out. But if you're in person and you have to make a jump decision and you're like, okay, fine, let's do something, then they're you know they're going to stick to their word and they're going to follow through with that that uh, that project. So kind of getting people don't give people the opportunity to really think and analyze. As you know, it sounds manipulative, but I promise you, it's it's true. It's like if you have a conversation, you'll get their genuine feeling in that moment. And then if they commit to something, you can kind of, you know, hold them be like, hey, remember when you said there was this campaign coming up and you'd consider me? Uh, I just wanted to follow up and see if that's still a possibility. And then now they're a lot more likely to be like, oh, well, I actually did kind of agree to this. Uh, let's just go with let's just go with him or her anyway. Yeah. A lot of their projects is like they start with one off, but actually they have five more to do in the in the backlog, but they yep. didn't tell you about it. They're just like, yep. yeah, we'll just do the first one and see. <laughs> Oh, dude. And that's, again, that's, you know, free work is a very controversial subject, but, uh, my biggest number one piece of advice to everyone that ever asked me is do something for free, do it intentionally, get your foot in the door, say, Hey, this is what I can provide. I don't always give out free videos, but I really enjoy your brand because show them that you've done the research. I really enjoy your brand because of this, 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 and this, I wanted to prove to you what I can do and ideally down the line if you enjoy the video we can open the dialogue for a bigger project I've done that probably 10 different times and it's worked eight nine eight or nine of the times and I've been able to leverage different different bigger projects and uh, really create genuine connections because there's again there's no expectation you come in you over deliver you give them this free video that just blows them out of the water they're like holy shit you're incredible make them need you um, and obviously I'm just speaking on behalf of videographers, but it works with everything, like you said, but make them need you. And then they're like, okay, well now let's open up the, the dialogue for something even better. A thousand dollars, $2,000, $3,000. And worst case scenario, they say, Hey, uh, no, thank you. We don't want to work on anything. Then that's perfectly fine. Why? Because now you have a video that you can put in your portfolio to then leverage other clients with. So it's a win-win. Um, and I think it's the most underutilized. It's the same as just putting together like a spec ad for Adidas, just to show people what you can That's do. That's true. That's, that, that is the best you can do as a, as a pro. If you don't have a portfolio, you don't need clients. You, I mean, you just yeah, buy, make you a buy the shoes and, and go shoot them. Like, you need a portfolio. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Or mo most, most companies will send you a free x of that they own in exchange for a video it's what i've what i've figured out and you're like hey this is what i do all i need is an opportunity let me prove to you what i can do and a lot of companies will be like here here's a backpack go for it let's see and then you you take their product you make an incredible video and then worst case scenario they don't want to work with you and now you have a badass backpack commercial that you can throw in your portfolio so sam did you get that porsche <laughs> not yet dude <laughs> come on <laughs> No, nah, but I, I mean, this is the kind of information that people try to sell you every single day. Uh, and I'm just dropping dimes. So if you guys want to Venmo me at Sam Newton Media. <laughs> That's awesome. You should just launch an influencer course. <laughs> how to influence? Yeah. How to Step one, you buy your sickest pair of jeans. Step two. That's it. I mean, your, your, your video that blew up could have a, a big ass and I even created the course, you know. 
<laughs> nah, I, that's the one thing. I mean, down the line, I might, I might actually do do some kind of course because obviously, you know, I'm I am very passionate about the business side of things, and as much as I like to joke around, I think there are a lot of things that I could offer. But uh, no, but since yeah, that's and, and since no one gets it's a joke they would just try to look for your course that's why i'm i'm, I'm being serious about it <laughs> oh <laughs> just link it in well, it's, it's know, like maybe, it's a joke maybe. but it's not a joke actually <laughs> well that's the same dude trust me it's like i've i've shit on just about everything in the industry and then i'm like you know i make fun of the the lightroom preset bundles and then i sit there while all of my friend like these the people that i'm making fun of i don't think a lot of people realize are also my friends yeah. like they're like people in the industry that i like consider good friends and i also like make fun of them and, it, and you know it's lighthearted. no one thinks i'm attacking anybody and it and it's good and that's kind of the the funny part is like i'll make fun of people for presets and then i talk to my friend and he's like oh yeah my lightroom presets i just made twenty thousand dollars last month and i'm just like yeah you know who really wins here the 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 quirky looking white dude making fun of you or the guy who's actually making a living out of something they love so you know so, at the so end did of the day, you did you though create those influencer presets or not no, no, you no, should no. you should have put them. I'm being I mean, serious. You lot, oversold them the a little itself. bit, uh, like you oversold them slightly, so people might be like, they "Hey, I applied it, but uh, the background didn't change into Bali." I don't, I don't get it. Yeah, it would, uh, it would actually probably take a lot of effort. It would be, a, it would need to be a Photoshop with how much that that it changed. And for people that don't know, I, I released a funny Lightroom preset video that made fun of how many people have Lightroom presets and instead of just changing the colors it would change the entire background so it would just be someone on the couch and then it would swipe and then they'd be on like a beach in Bali uh, so <laughs> that was the best I, 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 I like it. that one it was, it was pretty accurate because um, I do wonder like you said at the beginning there is so much pressure through social media of being cool sometimes I mean it's not something new it existed you know in high school or whatever but i i feel like it's almost like high school high school just like bled into re into like adult life <laughs> somehow oh, and yeah. it's like oh um because as a traveler i've n never traveled sorry but i've n i've never hiked like places in in a jean with like tight shoes and and like a tight t-shirt and I'm like I like how you apologize to me. Sorry, but I haven't. I'm done like it. I'm like who who does that? Like you know, I've I've seen once people hike in Converse, but they they didn't have the rest of the the clothing. Pierre, you very obviously haven't gotten to the top of a mountain in Norway in ripped black jeans. Uh, there's no better in winter than doing a backflip in you know. 10 degrees celsius five or five degrees celsius freezing cold you're you got your sick jeans you're doing a backflip you're filming your hand there's no better feeling man. i missed out completely no I <laughs> you haven't lived <laughs> no i'm, I'm just gonna throw my camera away and, and and just like exchange it for jeans <laughs> yeah exactly no but that's that's an important point and um that's also why I, in a way, I don't I don't pay too much attention to that in in my videos. So just trying to keep it slightly real to people. Uh, mm -hmm. Maybe my mom would love for me to look like a movie star in every video, but <laughs> that's not gonna happen, mom. Uh, uh, so yeah, trying to keep it real is is important. What's what's in the pipes for you going forwards? Going forward, um, I I mean right now focusing on YouTube um, is is a big thing. I kind of got screwed by tax season uh here and i ended up paying like 
you know, it's a good thing how I do my taxes. Obviously, every creative knows this. Uh, you pay a lump sum at the end of the year. Uh, I paid estimates throughout the year. I ended up making more money than I should have, and I paid like $8,000 at the end of tax season, and it really drained me. So I've had to do a few projects, which kind of paused my YouTube. But now I got that freedom back. Uh, I'm going to get back onto YouTube and really really push that because I just love the community that I'm building on YouTube and really love the potential that's there. Um, as you know, it's just such an incredible platform. And then two, in terms of just actual projects, we are filming a mini documentary with um, my friend Jack Greener, who is uh, a recovering quadriplegic. He was fully paralyzed about 19 months ago mm -hmm. and now has not only made a full recovery, uh, he is walking and even hiking wow. and then now plans on being the first uh, recovered quadriplegic to hike Mount Whitney, which is the highest peak in the lower 48 of uh, the United States. It's 14,500 feet. And we're going to do a documentary of his entire journey from becoming, it's called Paralyzed to Peaks, from being completely paralyzed to uh, obviously summiting one of the largest peaks in North America, which is absolutely incredible and Am I in the right shape for it? Probably not, but I gotta start working out for it. It's gonna be a bitch of a climb, but uh, yeah, I'm really excited. And, and that's the kind of stuff, you know, again, as people find me through my, my funny stuff and realize, you know, I'm a jokester, but these are the kind of projects that really get me going because it's a real genuine story and his story is so powerful and so motivating and just to get that out to the world and, and being a part of that is really, really awesome. So I'm looking forward to that. That's awesome. Um... I love the video you did with your grandmother, just sharing her thoughts and like insight. And uh, thank you. That man. was yeah. Yeah, it's, it's good. I could. Uh, it's one of my favorites. And again, at the end of the day, even if people didn't like it, when I walk look back on my channel, that's the one that every time I watch, I like tear up. I almost am like fully crying at the end, and I'm like, if I'm not creating for any other reason but this, like, why am I creating? So, uh, yeah, that's the kind of video. Even if no none of my subscribers really liked it i would come back in 10 years and be like that is that's the reason why i do it as opposed to like a what's in my camera bag that gets a million views that i'm just like that mine was didn't dumb <laughs> <laughs> i haven't done one yet so mine didn't get a million views so if you have tips <laughs> let me know <laughs> um maybe you should do what's in my camera bag showed by your grandmother she's the one walking us through it Dude, <laughs> that'd be good. You're giving me idea. I can't go close to my grandma anymore, man. You're getting me in my. I got to do it from across the room and just have her. That's even. That that's even though. better. She has a whole. Uh, <laughs> she can say whatever she wants about it. Yeah, she has to guess what every piece of gear is. <laughs> um, yeah, that, that's that's a good idea. Travel-wise, are you gonna travel? Are you trying to travel? What's happening here? Oh yeah, once once things open up. I mean, worst case scenario, obviously, uh, Americans are probably going to be the last on the list of people allowed Why? to leave. Uh, yeah, I have no <laughs> idea. <laughs> Number one. <laughs> uh, but October, I plan, I'm going somewhere, yeah. right? So worst case, as long as there isn't a huge second wave or third wave or fourth wave or whatever you want to call it, I want to go on like a, a longer either road trip, which I'm planning going... Uh, just exploring America, going San Diego up the West Coast into Oregon, Washington, across into Montana, Wyoming, down into Colorado, then Ooh. across into Utah wow. and down. So it's like a huge, it would be like a three-week It's like the, the bucket uh, list Instagram shots right there. <laughs> 
you, oh, you, you already Sam know in the middle of the road and on the skateboard with the mountain. One <laughs> pair of pants, baby, and my penny board. Oh, yeah. You know. Um, but, yeah, it, it'd be like the ultimate American road trip. With a van? So, hope, huh? Oh, dude, if I, I I'm not, yes, would, you know, I'm going to make it happen. I want to get some, some, some company is going to sponsor it. I'm gonna this make, is this I'm van company that does like Airbnb, but with vans. Have you heard of it? Uh, I think I have. Uh, I've heard of Country the Country remember the name, but I saw it recently and I was like, oh, that's cool. They're working with all the influencers, so. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll figure it out one way or another. My, my 2010 Subaru Outback with 150,000 miles on it might not be the best call to Can you sleep in it? Around, but like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's big enough, sir. Uh, it's like the perfect outdoors car. Awesome. Uh, I love it, but ideally, if I can do a... 10,000 mile road trip I can do it in somebody else's car uh, <laughs> and put the miles on that and not on mine but uh, yeah that's the plan if things don't open up but if things do open up then I'm for sure just going to keep tabs make sure I follow all the rules and regulations correctly if I need to take a COVID test upon arrival if I need to hell if I need to quarantine somewhere for two weeks and that means I can explore that same place for two weeks I might just do yeah. it um, but yeah I, I think for now I'm just kind of keeping tabs on things and figuring it out that's awesome do you let, let's i think it's a good point to to kind of wrap up and and also i'm gonna ask you a last question what would you recommend people to creatively do right now because i feel like there's been a peak of creativity around the beginning like where everyone's like oh i'm gonna find ideas at home yeah. or whatever and then it's like you know, everyone was working out and being creative <laughs> and then people dropped working out and then they dropped being creative. And at one point we are all potato couches. Uh, I'd speak for myself a little bit. And now I feel like it's going up a little bit more. Like people are coming back and they're like, oh shit, I did become a potato. What can we do now? <laughs> uh, do you have any tips for the creative side? Um, uh, my biggest tip during right now wouldn't necessarily be the creative side as much as it would be like, just improving as a creator i don't know if that makes sense but put yourself out there as much as you can like you i think that was my biggest uh setback as a creative um is i didn't put myself not necessarily in my videos but i didn't put myself out there people people knew my videos were good but they didn't know who i was hmm. um i wasn't transparent i wasn't and the moment i really started opening up and, and sharing myself and my own story uh, in my videos, um, then, then people started connecting with me a lot more and I, I created such an authentic community and I love it. And, uh, um, I would say that's the number one, put yourself out there, tell your story. Everyone's looking for other stories to tell. Um, and even if you don't think it's interesting enough for other people, screw it. You're going to want that video in five, 10 years, right? Not necessarily your individual story, but like you have best friends, you have parents, you have, if anybody listening, we're talking about the grandma video. If you want to go to my uh, channel, Sam Newton Media, type in advice from grandma, you'll get an idea. It's literally just an interview I did with my grandma just for my own, you know, I wanted to interview her about life and she dropped some knowledge bombs and she was adorable. And I took that footage and granted, I put a lot of cool travel footage over it but um if the footage that i'd put over her interview was just footage of my friends hanging out it would have been an equally as wholesome video so 
Uh, take advantage of what you have in front of you. I think a lot of people are always looking for what's next instead of what's now. Um, and then create something because w the worst case scenario, other pe it doesn't blow up, it doesn't catch the algorithm. And worst case scenario, you just have a video that you can come back and watch in eight years and be like, wow, that was a really cool time in my life, even though it, I might not have thought of that at that time. Did you discover a different side of your grandmother through the interview? Um, yes and no. I feel like I've always, that, there's a reason why I interviewed her. She's always been kind of the <laughs> Got it. the wisdom in my life. My grandpa was always the, the tough guy and my grandma was the wisdom, but she has she has so much sass too, which is incredible. And, and uh, she's also just hilarious and down for jokes. She's not just like the the super cute quiet grandma if i wanted to to drop some jokes in there here and there she will and uh she's really funny and so i just i wanted to capture that you know i i had i knew the way she made me feel yeah. and i was like i don't ever want to forget that so i'm gonna get that oh juice just talking gets me emotional but yeah i wanted to capture that that's awesome i mean I'm, i'm just thinking you know when we have kids and stuff And they don't know your grandfather, you know, or they don't know your grandmother. Dude, exactly. It's it's just the type of, you know, it's it's something that I had right in front of me. And, you know, instead of just looking of like, why aren't my videos looking cool enough? Why aren't they doing well enough? Numbers, 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 numbers. Maybe, you know, for once, crazy idea, crazy idea. Create something for yourself, you know, something that you're truly or create something that you're not going to share. You want to talk about boosting your own creative energy create something that you're not going to share with the world and something that you're going to share with the small group of friends again like if you can sit your family down and make a really cool video for someone's birthday i promise you that feeling will stay with you forever of just like like my dad doesn't cry very often but like he was tearing up at my film festival and like that's cool that's awesome i love that advice and something yeah i i could i could take it Even for myself. <laughs> yeah. um, f do you have a, a video about your story? That if people want to know your story, what should they type? Yeah, so I have, I have a few. I think I'm, I'm pretty transparent now on my YouTube channel. Um, I would say the best video to kind of... There's a video called Three Years, 30 Countries, which talks about how... You know, it briefly talks about how I became a travel videographer. Um, Three Years, 30 Countries is the name of it. And then... Um, more of my like past last year there then there'd be two more videos um, there's what what matters most um, which is the video that I premiered at my film festival which is kind of like an ode to all the people that got me to where I am today and then there is uh, my year 2019 which I very obviously had to make another my year because you know those clicks worked uh, but yeah my my last my year video um it starts off funny like the first my year video that i did but then it takes a hard turn and goes into like a a serious kind of analysis on the year and kind of my views on the travel industry so yeah my year 2019 what matters most and three years 30 countries would be the three that kind of break down my story the best oh, nice that's awesome everyone's gonna check that out um i'm gonna add one more question if you don't mind it's like me shooting oh one more photo one more photo <laughs> let's do it <laughs> all right La yeah the, cl the classic well, last one last, last one. one i mean i uh, used to do that even one. with clients who were paying for for you know time and i'm like no i have another shoot but i'm like no 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 wait wait wait, wait. we need to get something <laughs> like i have an idea let's not drop it right yeah. now. <laughs> um so, so i, I want to hear from you because this is a little bit of a selfish question When you create my story or like about your story, like videos and stuff, um, context, I have none. 
that I made, except when I launched the course, I kind of explained super quickly where I come from, just to explain that I, I'm not some, some dude that just came out of nowhere and, and like pretends yeah. he knows. Um, what, what's your thought process? What do you f decide to focus on? Because as you mentioned in your funny video, it's very easy to be like, quit my nine to five and got a ticket to there and I'm living my best life. What do you, do you draw it out? Do you write it down? What do you focus on? Yeah, writing it down, journaling. Uh, I think that's the biggest thing. People obviously, I, I, my funny videos are what most people know. But like the biggest thing people wouldn't know is I'm just kind of like an emotional sap, and like I journal a lot, and I'll just write down my thoughts and how I'm feeling. And music is really important to me, um, and so I'll listen for a song, and if I find a song that really, really clicks. Um, You know, I'll just drink a cup of coffee, listen to that song, get all up in my feels and just start writing. And a lot of people realize once you watch my videos, they're very voiceover centric. Mm -hmm. um, so I like I love the idea of voiceovers carrying because to me, it's just you can add another layer to your video with saying something not only visually, but also audibly. So um, just sitting down, listening to music and just writing kind of how I'm feeling and uh, whether I just pick a topic, whether it's like my friends and then. You know, just sit and talk about how they made me feel and connect. And at the end of the day, just write something. Yeah. You know, you can't... I, I'm personally a fan. Like, there's no such thing as writer's block. It's just you stopping writing, right? So if you don't know if you don't know what to write, write something. Just keep don't writing. Don't judge it. It might be bad. <laughs> it might be bad. Exactly. You know, just write something. Put something down. Put something on, on the piece of paper. And then come back and look back at it and be like, holy crap, that sucked. Or, wow, actually, that's a good point. I'm going to take that into the final draft. So, And then you go on from that. Do you use the same music after? or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. So, so I'll, I'll take that same song. So, I mean, that's the only way I can create it. So, I'll, you know, any videographer out there knows the the fun aspect of taking a song that you absolutely love and ruining it by playing it one million times in your edit. Um, but that's kind of how it is. I sit there and I listen. I literally queue up the same song. You know, I'll go to, I'm, I'm an ArtGrid uh, affiliate. Um, so all my music has to come from ArtGrid. Shout out ArtGrid. Uh, but I'll go to their, their site and I'll find an incredible song and I'll sit there and I'll queue it up literally 50 times and I'll sit in my bed I'll have my journal and I'll just write that's good damn I like it I like it I like it <laughs> I like my I like my narrations to come first and then my visuals to kind of assist that. especially now when I when I haven't been able to like curate the visuals yeah now I'm like recycling I'm like recycling footage I'm like shit what, what can I find what can I find what can I find so I can transition, use the transition. <laughs> narration yeah exactly I can use the narration as the glue and then the footage can be a little bit random here and there because you know obviously my I footage comes from story blocks so let me introduce you yeah thank art grid dog art grid <laughs> don't let them hear that oh yeah wait they have uh, stock footage now too right <laughs> Let me tell you about <laughs> ArtGrid stock footage. If you want two months for free, go to any of my YouTube videos and use the link in my description for ArtGrid or Artlist. That's oh yeah, yeah, that's true. They reached out a few times, but uh, my assistant has been ignoring it. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, let him damn know. it, assistant. Um, <laughs> no, that's good. I'm, I already have all the music people in my description, so <laughs> I was like, if I yeah. add a third one, I don't think it's gonna matter much. <laughs> <laughs> everyone i think that's kind of uh those 
these music sites they're you know what art list music bed epidemic sound they they find creators early on and they latch on you know like yeah there i don't know any of my friends that are like bigger creators everyone's affiliated with one you got I know, to, i'm like or, who pays for it <laughs> well the, uh, you guys you guys listening right now you're the ones well i would totally pay for it uh, if i had to do client work uh with music <laughs> and i wasn't already yeah. affiliated so because yeah. and if i were to buy it i'd buy art <laughs> there we go <laughs> <coughs> or the new pierre lambert music platform with uh, pierre singing <laughs> in his shower with different beats I'll, I'll donate some rap songs to that oh one. really I, I might redo yeah, your you rap songs it. is that okay you can be the first you can be the first one to license cameraman <laughs> it's a hot commodity the hot commodity <laughs> love it it's gonna be great in my edits i think um <laughs> all right Awesome. I, l I love the ideas. I think, I hope anyone listening out there might try it. I'm definitely going to try to take more time to plan it because that part where you're like, oh, I'm just sitting down and writing with the music and repeat. I'm like, oh, I have to take like an hour and do nothing. <laughs> I mean, nothing, you know, like, like yeah. it's, it's so weird. There is a point where you're like, you feel like you're not productive. Or you, you think it's not productive, but it is very productive. It's like, oh, yeah. It's weird. Oh, yeah. That's a whole nother conversation. Just diving into stoicism. Just getting your hour of just stillness for the day clears your mind. It's a whole nother podcast right I there. I know. It's <laughs> what were we, we were talking about with another creator friend. He's like, I have to consider shooting part of my work, too, because I get caught up in the rest. And he's like, but I feel like when I go shoot, I don't work. So he's like, I, I spent 12 hours shooting and I feel like I didn't work today. <laughs> I'm like, that's great. But yeah, I guess, I guess it is part of the job, right? <laughs> yeah. He's like, my wife thinks I'm, I'm just job. having fun. I'm like, enjoy it, man. <laughs> but that's awesome. That's why we do what we do. That's why we do it. Mm -hmm. All right, Sam, we'll see you somewhere around the world. Hope, hopefully not virtually soon. One day, man. One day. One day. I heard uh, 50% of America is enjoying life as normal anyway, so. Yeah, screw <laughs> it. Join the 50. What? Did something happen? <laughs> what did I miss? Wait, no. Oh, what a life we live on. Uh, the world is fun, but like I always say, I'm, I'm better off now than in 1918 or in 1942. So, yeah. All right, guys. Thank you so much, Sam. Thank you so much uh, for dropping those bombs and uh, hopefully you'll wrap on uh, some of those ideas in the future <laughs> <laughs> well i appreciate you having me so much it was a ton of fun uh, thank you everyone if you made it to the end of this episode that's really rad uh, feel free to shoot me a dm on instagram and uh, i'd love to hear hear what you guys thoughts are bye bye <laughs> thank you so much for listening before you go would you like to receive once a week a free short email with my top five inspirations photos with settings gear i've loved and what i've been watching reading or listening to that really inspired my work and my life lately if you want it just go to prtlambert.com forward slash top five and you will be in every week you will receive that short email to set you off on the good vibe for the weekend and inspire you now with that being said have an amazing day i'll talk to you in the next episode bye <laughs>